social media for beautiful food and inspiration. Just remember to breathe. Remember to breathe. Just remember to breathe. Remember to breathe. There's a place. Tuesday, it's 8 p.m. Pacific. <clears throat> Sorry about that. That means it's time for local love. This is a live show on Twitch. If you're listening to the podcast of this, go on over to twitch.tv slash echoplex media and follow us there. Or you can just go to echoplexmedia.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, and there's all of our socials at the bottom of every page on that site. Uh yes, got cupcakes move. That is in fact my face on the stream. The other bonus about that, depending on 
whether you think these kinds of things are bonuses is you get to see my face and the face of all the other participants on the show. Um, last week was great on this show. We had Patty K from the Ruffies played a live set. We had Alabaster play a live set. And then we had a uh, John Renna play a live set. Just want to thank all three of them for participating last week. We're going to be starting to incorporate more live performances into this show as uh, it becomes possible. And things are looking up. It's looking like maybe May or June we'll be able to start having people here in the studio for this show. And on that note, since I gave away fucking cameras and microphones and all kind of other shit when everybody had to go remote, think about going to patreon.com slash echoplex and subscribing at any level. I just adjusted the uh, settings on there. So there's a bunch of cool, fun, new levels you can subscribe at. Um, there's still the toner cartridge level because a toner cartridge for my printer is outrageously expensive. And if you sign up at that level, I promise to buy a toner cartridge with your money. Um, I usually have a bit of a panel, but the media went to taking the night off. She had a rough day at work, so we'll, you know, she'll, she'll be back next week for sure. Juan Maserati will be showing up here a little bit later. I think we've been having John Renna on the show a lot lately, as well as Alabaster, um, unsure curtis from monkey may be showing up later we'll just have to see i invited a bunch of people on the show tonight we'll have to see we'll have to see we'll have to see what's up renvel um other than that like uh you know i don't know check our socials follow me on twitter if you can find me you can go to echoplexmedia.com and go to the contact page and find all of our twitter uh accounts i actually have to update that because a couple people on there who don't work with us on this project anymore so I'll remove them from that so that they don't have a bunch of uh, Echoplex Media people mean tweeting at them for something I said on one of the other nights. Um, I think until I get a panel, I'm just going to rock a bunch of jams. We got a bunch of new music. So I'm going to start with a song by La Palma. We got a whole album from La Palma. And I think we're having La Palma on the first. Hey, what's up, Adam Rainstopper? I think we're having La Palma on the show the first week in uh, uh April, it's a pretty interesting kind of electronic music project. Well, I mean, you'll hear what it's all about. I'm going to rock this song real quick. Um, I have a bunch of beer to drink, too. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to probably start drinking that a little bit later because things become a shit show around here if I drink a lot of beer. Whereas if I'm drinking vodka, I put a splash of energy drink in there to keep me going. Uh, shout out to my upstairs neighbor for dropping off an eight pack of Guinness to me, by the way. This is La Palma. This song is called For Cynthia. And you'll see how it's spelled on the screen.
All right, that was La Palma. That song is called For Cynthia. I really kind of enjoy that music. It like makes me think about like a beach. Like a beach. You're sitting there on sipping a cocktail on a beach with other people, which is like an unrealistic thing to think about. But uh, yeah, I don't know where we met uh, the people from La Palma, but I'm glad they sent their music. We've been putting out the word a little bit lately for people to send their music. If you're a San Francisco Bay Area music artist, and you want your music on our show or on our 24-hour uh, shuffle when we're not live, just go to ecoplexmedia.com slash submit and uh, follow the instructions there. It's real easy, and uh, usually your music goes up within a day or two, the day you submit it. Certainly always gets added to the library before the next local love show. Also, you can call during the show. It's 415-903-7539. That's 415-903-PLEX. You can request music if you call in. You can just call to say hi. There's also Discord. We take remote ins via Discord. It's discord.me slash echoplex. Join the live voice chat with uh, DJ Bob, and uh, somebody will eventually unmute you, hopefully. <clears throat> um, you know, <clears throat> people would think that of all the shows we do, this one would be the easiest because I don't like have to do anything. But the problem with that is that I don't have to do anything. There's no content, no fucking list of stories, no Jordan Peterson to make fun of. I don't run video. I don't do anything. I just got to be entertaining and play music. And, um, Sometimes it's easier than others. Uh, tonight might be a little bit of a rough one just because I am uh, over-caffeinated and uh, not drunk yet. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always fun. I really do miss the days of having uh, Chip and the Media Wench and Juan all in the same room with me on the panel, passing bongs and drinks and shit back and forth. It was really nice, especially when I was hosting, because somebody else would get up and get me a beer, which was fantastic. Also, Chip would host the second half of the show so I could sit off over there somewhere. Trust me, there's like chairs and microphone stands and shit all over there. And I would just get fucking obliterated and not have to worry about anything. And it was super fun. You want to check out some of the archives of Local Love. Um, the golden age of Local Love was right around episode 100, I think. And um, yeah, Chip was co-hosting. Always had the media wench here. And there was just plenty of weed going around. People to drink with. Had a lot of bands in the studio probably when the studio was across the hall in the room that my roommate now operates. Oh yeah. Occupies. Yeah. I'll smoke a little. Definitely. Definitely. I think I have some cool fucking smoking music too. Actually, this is a song by Kevlar Nuklar. We play a lot of his songs from off world off world references like UFOs and shit a lot. So, <clears throat> you know, I was excited to get his new music, especially cause it's about like the set of circumstances we're in right now with uh, COVID-19 and the, uh, the shelter in place and the like the limited ability to have contact with other folks. I also really enjoyed hearing it because it sort of sounds like trance music. It's not like really fast, like trance music, but it sort of reminds me of trance music with a lot of pads and arpeggios and shit. And Kevlar is just a super nice guy. This guy uh, lives sort of in the South South Bay and he works at the uh, racetrack over there in Monterey, California. So every Sunday morning I wake up and look through my Facebook feed. Yes. Some of us still use Facebook. And I see pictures of him on a racetrack, like a turn four and shit. So that's super cool. Um, anyway, I'm just going to let this song rock here. This is Kev this is Kevlar Knuckler. This song is called COVID-19. Thank you. 
All right, that was, or kind of still is, COVID-19 by Kevlar Knuckler. Glad the chat liked that. <clears throat> I always really like it when uh, people are kind of hanging out here and we're just rocking some jams and everybody like likes the music. Because this is all local stuff that's been sent to us. It's not like I went around and handpicked music I like, although I like most of the music we've been sent. Some of it I don't like, but it's not because it's bad music, right? It's just because it's not a genre that I'm particularly uh, interested in myself. But when we started doing this, one of the things that surprised me the most was that just the quality of the production on everything we've gotten. I've talked about this before uh, with Juan or with the Media Wench or whatever. Like nothing kind of sounds like nothing kind of sounds like beginner or novice when we get it. Or to the extent that it has, the people have written us and been like, hey, the band's new. We're just getting it together. This is our demo. And that's that's cool, too. So I've been like super happy with the quality of the music we've been getting. <clears throat> uh, also, it might have something to do with like the DIY nature of Silicon Valley, right? Because m even though we take music from the entire Bay Area, the vast majority of what we have, or at least like a disproportionate amount of what we have is from here in the 408, the South Bay where San Jose is. I think it's because it's like where all our friends are and shit. And like they tell their friends and, you know, if somebody has a new project here, we know about it. Whereas if some of our San Francisco artists start a new project, we're not as likely to know about it just because we're not as in touch with them. You know, for a while we were thinking about trying to get other regions to do a show like this. And then we decided that there's no way to do a show like this. Like people in other regions would have a really hard time with it because like we started this show after we already had another show. And I think had we started with local love, we would have given up on podcasting because I got to tell you, I would, I would talk to Curtis of Monkey about this a lot too, that music talk is hard. Like doing a music talk show, whether it's just you, whether it's just me, or if I've got a couple, uh, a couple of my co-hosts here with me, or even a big panel, it's just hard to do because like there's like some line to be walked. Whereas like, there's a bit of it, like it's, it's the homies when people are on this show, we know them all. They're our friends, but we also, so we're going to end up kind of talking about you know, things that we have in common as friends. But then the flip side of that is that you have to do that in a way that people in the audience aren't just like, well, gee, I guess I'm glad I'm here. Thanks for, thanks for telling us a story where we don't know any of the people involved in the story and it makes no sense. So it's, you know, it's music talk is like a super hard thing to do. Um, just, I guess, especially compared to what else I do around here. Um, you know, I mean, you guys watch the other stuff. It's all videos. It's back. It go. It goes quick, 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 quick. Because that's the way I like it. I don't like to waste a lot of time. Whereas here right now, I kind of feel like I'm just wasting fucking time until I play the next song. Um, but there's certainly something to be said about uh, keeping everyone together via remote the way we have. We've had a little tougher time with the musicians. I'll be honest, because the musicians in this area, you know what they love. They love Facebook, uh, but John Renna hangs out in this fucking chat. Oh, uh, not, not a problem to be compared to Matt Dillahunty. I'm also a non-believer and I like to debate people who are insane. I also don't like Jordan Peterson and like to make fun of him. So thanks. I've been trying to get Matt Dilla Dillahunty to come on our Wednesday show, the intellectual dollar tree, but he doesn't reply to my email for whatever reason. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, like I was saying, the, the San Jose music community particularly, man, they love the shit out of Facebook. And to the extent that we've been able to draw our community off of Facebook, it hasn't been the music community as much. Like our uh, local love Facebook group has twice as many 
um, members in it as our group for the Plex, the Sunday show, the news show. But I mean, sometimes the news show gets 10 times as many people watching it on Twitch than that the, that the, that the, that the music show does or the Sunday show. Sunday show is usually our biggest show. The lowest viewer count is usually early in the day on Sunday when we do um, the Humanist Community Silicon Valley Sunday Forum, which I think I'm going to pass off to somebody else pretty soon too. Because I, I, don't, I, don't, I like just laying in bed hungover on Sunday morning instead of having to get up. But yeah, the the music talk it's just it's just real tough. Um, it's a lot easier when the people were here in studio with me. It flowed really well. I think we had a lot of good times. We weren't on Twitch at the time because I don't know. We thought we were we thought we were important and we were just doing audio. Also, I, we didn't have cameras. We didn't have computers with graphics cards. We were just kind of just kind of trying to do podcasts, and they just happened to be live. But yeah, this this music talk has been real tough. Um, having having artists on remote is kind of tough because you never know what their internet situation is going to be like. You don't know if they're going to be like a a full fucking second behind you because they haven't reset their wireless router in six months. You know, so it's, it's real tough. Um, I was glad the week before last, uh, this show did better than, than meltdown Monday. And it did better than the Scientology show, which was pretty surprising because that like never happens. Although on the Scientology show, the two weeks ago that week, I was just dragging ass, man. I was so tired, so tired, but I don't know. That's enough about me. Whatever. It was this community building. They call it. There's another song by Kevlar. Uh, it's called Off. This band is called Offworld. It's not a solo project. He's got a couple other friends of his that work on Offworld with him. And this song is called Microwave Meltdown. Um, all their stuff is kind of like, it's sort of like conspiracy theory stuff, but Kevlar and the, and the guys don't believe in conspiracy theories. I think they're, they're not situated like I am where they like to make fun of it. They just think that it like fits well with their music because it's a little bit spooky or whatever. So this is Offworld. This song is called Microwave Meltdown, and it's got samples of David Pakman in it. And eh, it's been a half hour. I'm going to go get a beer. The gap is getting wider. Are U.S. government microwave mind control tests causing TV presenters' brains to melt down? Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy rotation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go ahead, Paris Chasen, let's for the bit. They had the pit.
fighter jets are spending about as much as 20 and ready to assist the 600 uh, 100 deployed over the amount needed now it didn't depend that how the nolan emerges rn while the university or the un mission has all received support from all batteries in the Hughes of the, the gardens uh, of today. Excuse me. Uh, I'll hand it back to you. same lead person did the last song before about COVID-19. Offworld's really cool music. Kind of like it. It's kind of trippy and shit. A little bit electronic, but some guitars and whatnot in it. Um, me and the chat, we're having a completely off-topic discussion, but that's okay. Call it community building. So, I remember when we first started doing this show, it was me and Juan Maserati. Uh, we legitimately decided on a thursday to start collecting music and we were up live the next tuesday we only had like five or six bands so the playlist on the first show didn't have a whole lot of variety but since all our friends were in bands we were able to gather up all i think like 50 or 60 songs we were able to choose from much love to the rebels camp audible smoke signal uh, who else sent us their music right away uh curious quail uh sweet Haya sent us their music as soon as their fucking album album was done uh we got ftb music right away Fucking thanks to everyone. Randomer Cam, whatever. I don't even know who Randomer Cam is. Um, yeah, just thanks to all the bands that sent us music. Also, Lucy Arnell sent us music it, essentially right away as soon as we asked for it. We got music from Cat Roba Show within the first couple weeks, and then we ended up like being kind of kind of buddies with her. She does this thing called Misfit Cabaret. It's a bit of a burlesque show. Uh, not for the kids, really. Not really for the kids. It's a, not really for the kids, but her music is fabulous. And we were super glad to get to know her. And we went to a couple of the after parties, uh, one of which I drank too much and it was fantastic because nobody judged me. Then again, I wasn't starting fights or anything. I was just drunk as fuck. So I'm going to play something completely different than what we just listened to here. This is a song by Val and Sorrow. This song 
I don't know how to say it. But, uh, fucking, we were told to just call it slams, and this is some um, let's call it Viking metal.
Oh, I am muted. I was like, why is the side chain not ducking the music? I'm like, I forgot to turn my mic on. Got too comfortable. Got too comfortable. No, no, I was muted. I was muted. I was muted. That's the other thing about the music show is I have to keep turning on and off the mics and shit. Whereas like the shows where I just do video, I just leave it on. So I never end up being muted. <sighs> Whatever. Where's that? Riveting radio on Echoplex Media live. <laughs> sorry about that. And sorry, podcast listeners, because I know I'm not going to fucking edit that out because I don't edit anymore. Editing is for fools. Um, I remember I used to go through the fucking shows. We used to like record everything multi-track. So there'd be like this giant fucking folder of like 24-bit fucking floating point wave audio of fucking like the mics, the soundboard, each thing would have its own fucking channel and it'd be up to five hours long. The video file, even, even, even though we record in kind of high quality for 720p, the video file is like a tenth or a fucking eighth or something of the size of that fucking audio thing we used to do. And then we started releasing the show, like just live to tape or whatever. And people asked if we had upgraded our equipment. So apparently people thought it sounded better when I stopped multi-tracking it and just like let it ride, which is fucking doesn't speak much. Doesn't speak much. Doesn't speak well to my uh, ability to multi-track. Oh, someone's asking questions in the discord. Let's see what they're, let's see if somebody's asking anything good here. Uh, hmm. Oh yeah, it lets it lets you join with just a mic. What up, dipstick? Hmm. Hello. How are you? Doing good. Can. Oh, okay. I can hear myself. I should probably turn off put uh, something else. <laughs> yeah. So, what's up? I only know you as a dipstick. Uh, are you in? Are you in a local band around here or something? Yeah, I'm in Rouse. Oh, Rouse. You're. Uh, oh, yeah, this is fucking. This is fucking Johnny Five. That's right. That's right. Oh man, I don't get. You don't have any fucking permissions in my dis. You don't have any fucking roles in my Discord. I don't know oh, about man. that. Let's go, let's go local. Let's go, let's go local. Give me that at op. There you go. I gave you. I gave you local musician and uh, and panelist. Hi. How you doing, man? Doing good. Just had some lasagna. Had a nice long conversation with my daughter. No idea where to send this audio output. I just want like a dead channel. <laughs> there we go. S S P D I F. But I can still hear myself. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've spent like I've spent like five or almost six years now building the perfect audio oh, system. Wait. So I hold on. I, I feel your pain. No. Oh Jesus. music wizard fucking fucking our chat's funny all right i 
I think I'm talking through OBS Ninja, but listening through Discord. How does that work? I, well, what I would prefer to do is use push to talk and not hear myself with a weird delay. <laughs> oh, you know what I bet you can do so that you don't hear a delay is if you leave Discord and then turn on the, the, the your headphones or whatever in OBS Ninja, then you won't hear Discord. So audio source Jabra, that should work. And then output destination should just be this dead SPDIF, but... Uh, I feel like staying in Discord. If I went to the show panel video, no. Waiting no, room. you're in. You're in. If you if you want to stay in Discord, I can just you can just jump off since your video is not up. You can just jump off of OBS Ninja. We can just do it on Discord. Hey, buddy, is this easier? Just doing the shit in Discord? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. You sound you sound a little bit better, too. And I don't hear myself, and I'm using push to talk. This is Discord's amazing. It is, until you, have to pipe, until you have to pipe video in. That OBS Ninja lets me, like, if people are on the panel, it, like, lets, and they have video, it lets me, like, arrange them however I want on the screen. Doesn't force me to have my own portrait on the screen. Like allows me just fuck radical amounts of control. Love it. I wish there was a standalone application with a little bit more control. Yeah, yeah. I think your I think your main problem might have been that you were in um um Discord, Discord. at the same time, and it was like just feed because I have it set up so that if you were to call in via Discord while my panel's on, they would be able to hear you, and you would be able to hear them. But if you're in both places, it gets really confusing for the ears, don't it? Most definitely. But I, as soon as I left Discord, I couldn't hear you anymore. And then I was huh. like, okay. I was like, okay. So I started playing around with my audio in. And because for me, audio in is like my mic. That's my mm -hmm. audio in. And audio out would be like where I hear the panel. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have but, some time, if you have some time someday and you want to fuck around with a little bit, if you'd like to come on more regularly, we can make sure you're dialed in for OBS Ninja. But let's let's talk about music. This is a music show. I love music. I know you are one of the probably ultimately when it comes down to it, you're probably one of the reasons I'm doing this show, even though you have basically nothing to do with the show itself. It's funny how life works. Like as soon as I moved, like because I hung out with music people in Fremont, the first pe people I knew in San Jose were some of the music transplants. And then I just sought out more music people. And I don't know if I would have ever done that if we wouldn't have been doing like LSD on the, on the fucking dam at three in the morning, listening to you play your guitar, you know? Exactly. It, most needed experiences. So I've been wondering, we ask uh, all the musicians when they come on, uh, what have you done to like stay sane and to some extent replace maybe playing live? to the extent that you can, like during the, the everybody being, you know, stuck at home due to this either real I mean, or fake or virus, probably a real, probably real virus. In, uh, what's funny is that, uh, you know, you asked me to play and nobody usually asked me to play, but 
you, you guys asked me to play a show and usually to pl- play out a show, I usually just go to an open mic or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't even do it that often. I maybe once a year, you know, I'll play live cause I'm more of a studio rat, right. but it was funny it, in the pandemic, I wasn't seeing my drummer because everyone was just oh, super alert mode. But uh, you guys hit me up to do a little set. And it's nice because we're actually going to put that set on our YouTube, but we, we're finishing another video and then we're going to retool the Twitch audio. I wish, you know, I wasn't recording it on my, my freaking phone. I think I have the, uh, I think I have the, uh, like my original capture of that without it being stepped on by twitch and like encoded different just hit me up i can send you it'll be a little better yeah nice because we just have to go through the audio and then we'll actually put that up on our youtube yeah for sure when people play uh, like live remotely i don't i don't go through and mess with their audio because i don't want to be i don't want somebody to like be like oh no it sounded fine and then you ran a compressor on it thanks you know, hilarious, but I, I was literally just using my phone without, I guess there might be apps on your phone that you can do all that stuff with before it gets uploaded. I mean, but I, yeah, I don't use any of that. I, I honestly just like figured out the lighting and the, you know, that had the technical aspect of it. And then I, uh, and then I just practiced. Well, I think, I think, you know, I think we, it was probably like last minute because I know you have a you would love you have and love gear, so there are other ways for you for, that you could have done that where it would have sounded like microphones. Well, okay, yeah. Speaking of being impacted by the pandemic, like yeah, I didn't have I didn't go to the studio to buy the camera that we bought to make our videos and then hook that up, you know, via HDMI to like a real computer to upload. So yeah, that you get not having not going to the studio for probably three months. Um, yeah, that was tough because you know we were getting together quite a bit, and uh, you know things kind of slowed down. And also things are chaotic. You know, my production partner is a teacher, and that's just a huge clusterfuck. That is that that. Oh man, I that's a. You'd think like not having to commute and working from home would mean less work, but for a teacher, especially maybe a teacher who, I don't know, like doesn't have, like, wasn't like broadcasting shit before or whatever, like that must've been, must've been like the most stressful thing in the world. And even to the extent that you were able to get together, I'm sure that your, you know, your, your, your bandmates, like head wasn't fully in the game for, you know, for totally understandable reasons interesting to think though like you know how people almost abuse anonymity on the internet and I, you know by abuse i mean they're having fun in their own way but um it's interesting if you give students that power over the teacher you know where you basically get to techno fuck your teacher and right. like so i i can't imagine what the hooligans uh might be up to at such a crazy time it's a whole new you know it's there's always a certain amount of you know childish terrorism in in high schools harmless harmless end user childish terrorism 
<laughs> I don't think anything's allowed to be harmless anymore, Dave. Man, you know what I've been um, like really, really stoked on is like in the music communities that I'm in, I have seen almost zero fucking bullshit about masks and the fucking pandemic and shit. I'm like really, really proud of the music scene that I'm a part of. It's like a lot of music scenes have a lot of like uh, crystal healing energy types in them, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah well I, i'm a deadhead so you don't have to tell me twice right and i was just like real surprised that even some of the people who prior to the pandemic had kind of flirted with some you know we'll call it like mild conspiracy stuff they were like nope everybody stay the fuck home i want to play a gig again in my lifetime don't kill my family <laughs> fucking stay home if, if you have to go to work be careful i was like yes yeah, even though it was so hard for that, you know, for them to say that, but you know, uh, you you hang out with musicians. There's a reason you've decided to hang out with musicians. It's you know, artists in general are of a different ilk. You know, it, you have to have some heart um, to to pour out. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And generally, artists are people who care about other people, particularly musicians, because you didn't give, give a fuck about other people. Why would you write music for them to listen to? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's, I've, I've just been real, real pleased. And, um, I like when everything first happened, I was seeing people who were more technically inclined, helping people who were less technically inclined so that they could keep, you know, connected with their audience via live streaming or, you know, recording at home, even if it was imperfect recordings to make sure that their audience knew they were still at it. And cause you know, you can forget about, um, especially like a, a small local artist, you can real, you can forget about them real quick if they don't, if they're not on it. It was real neat seeing everybody come together. Um, yeah, it's, it's really important and that, you know, your show highlighting, uh, the local scene is, you know, uh, hats off. Because yeah, it's really difficult to f- to find a curated experience to the sea of content. Right. Well, we do it. We do it. Uh, the way we kind of keep it curated is we keep it simple and we keep it like really focused. Right. The show. I mean, the numbers on this show on Twitch are garbage compared to when I'm making fun of Jordan Peterson for two hours. Right. But um, <laughs> the it's all local shit that has been sent to us directly by the artist through fucking email. So yeah. like just, it just cut that just cuts a bunch of people off like immediately people who aren't going to take the time to send you their music. And it's, it's been, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I was saying earlier that like I would just said a minute ago, this is the hard show to do actually, because music talks a rough one anyway. Um, I know a guy Curtis from monkey does a music talk show on Facebook and you know um he gets a pretty consistent audience it's not big but it's consistent and i was like hey you know hats off to you because music talk is real fucking tough you know it's just not it's not everybody's cup of tea and then like like there's not a lot of people out there that want to listen to one two three four or five music heads just talk about music for an hour or two you know yeah i i I can imagine you know, yeah, I think, you know, there's so much entertainment out there that, you know, it's almost difficult for us to fill all of that space. Like, even because there's like, oh, I need to see this, this, this. It's like, it's almost like, you know, there's like this fear of missing out on every possible form of entertainment. And it's because of the advertising is like, if you, you know, you feel like you missed out just because you saw an ad and somebody else is talking about it. Like, you feel like a step behind. 
So it's almost like this endless hamster wheel of entertainment. And so, yeah, getting behind the scenes of any of that, um, I don't, you know, it, it doesn't serve the most typical aims of commercial um, industries. Right. And I mean, we could do something else with this show and I could make it heavily formatted with the timer, make it like radio. But then like the people would come on the show and go, I don't want to do that again. I di- I worked all day. Right. Yeah. You have to keep, you have to keep it loose if local musicians are going to come on. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> the other, the other thing is like, you know, having you on is no problem because like you had a small problem technically at the beginning, but I know you're, uh, you're a, a computer audio guy. So, right. Yeah, exactly. So that's, like, like, that's like not going to be a problem. Whereas, and it's not just the music people. When we interview other people who were reason we're interviewing them, isn't because they're a streamer or whatever it's because of something they're doing you know they wrote a book they wrote a magazine article we interviewed a guy last thursday who gives tours of clearwater florida and he called he calls his his tours cult city tours and they Whoa. go over all the scientology locations wow but he was like i'm a fucking neo luddite um i hope this all works you know and so luddite that's a mormon thing right oh i don't know i don't think he's a mormon <laughs> i don't know because they have all those weird words in the mormon bible or the book of mormon Oops, you know what I just added was the wrong thing. My co-host is here. What's up, Juan Maserati? Oh, here, let me turn you on on the mixer. What's up, Juan Maserati? What's going on, my man? We got we got Johnny Five, a friend of ours, old friend of ours from Fremont in a band called Rouse, joining us from Discord. You, I think you met Johnny before. You've seen him on the live stream playing guitar or something. Yeah, Juan? Yes, yeah. Excellent musician. Great Aww. musician. Great, great band. Nice. Oh, fucking book of Rena is all up in the up in the fucking Twitch chat too. That's let's, what I let's, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, dude. Oh, you know what? Juan Maserati, tell everybody who you are. Oh, um my name is Juan Maserati, keyboard player for Rebels Camp and Los Improviders. And um basically I'm here with my brother here and with you all. And um we're gonna, you know, rock this night with a little bit of music and a little bit of banter. <laughs> and a little David, little bit of David Buhau, you know. Maybe, maybe Get those songs mixed. are nice and long. So if we need a break, we need a break. <laughs> at least drop one. Yeah, at yeah, least I'll, drop one. I'll, all right, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in. I'll put it in my queue. I'll put one of the yeah. last ones I wrote. There, the last two songs I wrote were both called Untitled. <clears throat> long. And there was one called Untitled, one Untitled, and then there's Untitled underscore two. And I was like, well, maybe I should stop doing this because I can't even name my fucking songs. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I leave everything untitled, um, until I name it. Like I still like my last album I finished probably like eight months ago and it still doesn't have a title. I almost thought of one the other day, but then I decided against it. So tell us a little bit but about Jason, Rouse. I don't know that much about Rouse cause you and you and me, you know, we always sort of stay in touch and by that, I mean a text every three months, but, uh, we kind of right. lost touch and, uh, curious what you know i've heard we've you know we we play everything in the library but i'd like to hear a little bit more about rouse if you don't mind yeah so uh fertile folklore's name of the production group it basically me sebastian was started by like him and brian um back in the day who we were all in a band together called tba 
And uh, then we got back together, me and Sebastian and Brian, uh, years later. And then I got more involved. And uh, now me and Sebastian do all the production work for Fertile Folklore. One of the groups is Rouse, which is me and Sebastian plus other people, essentially. You know, Circus Bear Josh, uh, he uh, was a bass player for a while. Um, and he sings on our latest EP, What the Hex, which you can find on uh, FertileFolklore.com, which just sends you to our YouTube, Fertile Folklore. And he sings on three of the tracks. And then we have another singer, Chrissy, um, who's delightful. And she's on three of the tracks. So the first three are him. second three are her. And then we also had a keyboard player, Vanessa, for a while but you know honestly it's just you know whoever we can play with most of the time um we also have rouse uh <laughs> rouse concert which is a, a like a hip-hop rock type thing which you can find again on the fertile folklore youtube and uh, we did an album called uh, sessions of fate um, and we didn't use any MIDI on like this hour long 20 track album, which, you know, we made all the samples ourselves and everything. And, uh, and then, you know, circus, <laughs> circus bear, we made Rouse circus and that's like trippy. Uh, well, you know, like almost techno inspired, like he would write techno beats or EDM or whatever. And then, uh, we would just like replace things little by little with like live instruments and live takes and things like that. And there's three tracks of that up there. So that's interesting. That's like having an electronic artist do the songwriting almost for a live band. Sort of does all the comp. Yeah. He does all the comp and then he brings that track and then little by little, we replace everything. And one, one of the, my favorite memories of being in the studio is he had this effect on the track and it made sounds like almost like a vocoder, like AEU type of thing. And then we were trying to get a live version. I was just like, Oh, we can just do that with, you know, vocal sound effects. And so we were sitting there for probably like 20 minutes of him just going into the mic over like a seven minute track or something the whole fucking time and i lost it we could not we were trying to get a one take through the whole thing and i was just busting up like crying it was it took a while to finish that sometimes the sausage gets made in ways that are funny and entertaining <laughs> i was like i just uh it's a good memory well that's yeah, that's man, really cool. stories that's really cool if any of those other projects have any tunes you should make sure to send them our way i'd love to love to add them to ye oldie library here yeah yeah i have to i have to make like 320 versions because i have the waves but i mean do you, do you take flack right you take wave i'll take anything you want to send me except m4a okay all right i mean hey how we bounce everything to wave and mp3 we use mp3 for email just because the waves are so big to you know for everyone to listen to and take notes before our next session and then but yeah i mean i'm pretty sure youtube yeah because you get 8 to 16 variable bit rate i don't know like how much of that they're using for the audio stream oh yeah i mean like <clears throat> 
uh, you know, if, if you send me waves, I just add them to my library as waves. And then when I upload them to my IceCast server, it just encodes them to 256 MP3 for me. So I don't have to fucking do it. I love it. <laughs> and uh, we like upgraded our fucking radio system too. I don't know. Uh, it, we were using something called a Zuricast and <clears throat> you can jump on there and you can like just request your music. And then within, you know, a song or two, your music Ooh. or a different band or whatever just gets popped into the, uh, in, into the feed. It's pretty cool. What is it? Is there like a Discord exclamation point queue or something? Nah, you go to eplex.xyz and you just uh, a little it it becomes it becomes quite obvious how to do it once you get there. Oh, that's cool. There's a whole interface for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. Yeah, it's, Sweet. it's yeah. It's 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 super cool. Uh, one of the things I had to do was I I learned how to use Let's Encrypt because I was like oh, I don't know about having like a front facing web pages without HTTPS. <laughs> Like, uh, like, I don't want somebody just owning my server and pumping out like Nazi propaganda <laughs> instead of local so music. <laughs> it's surprising uh, what web pages still aren't on secured list certificates. Oh, by the way, thanks, Big Greg seven four zero three five for the follow a couple minutes ago. I hope you enjoyed the gif of the kitty typing furiously on a laptop that you get when you follow us here on Twitch. Well, I'm going to rock a tune. Juan Maserati demanded one of my tunes, and that's good because it's a little bit long, and I have to pee, and I have to make a drink. So um, take a little break here. Uh, Johnny, if you want to hang out, you're welcome to hang out. No, no pressure, though. You can come and go as you please. This song uh, is called Untitled 135 BPM by me. Woo! A, a long-ago version of me. I think I was trying to write Psytrance at this point. I ended up giving up on electronic music, not because I didn't enjoy doing it. I just wasn't getting anywhere. And now I'm podcasting and not getting anywhere.
was untitled 135 BPM by me. <laughs> Track's probably 11 years old now. 11 years? Oh, yeah, for sure. Easy 11 years old. Yeah, it's a long time. A long time. And the track long lasts a time, long time. It's six minutes long, so it all, that also lasts a long time. What's up, Johnny? You still with us? <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, so yeah, I, I haven't published a song in a long time. I've spent like the past year working on this one track. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, like not doing anything and I'd bang out a track in like six hours. That's probably what you just listened to. Cause I was like, well, this is all just a formula. I don't really have any ideas anymore. Where's an old file? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I was working on something the other day. Um, I had the cure um, love song riff kind of stuck in my head because I accidentally played it on guitar. And then I started like bending the music around to come up with something interesting. And then I landed on something, but then I realized it was kind of like stairway to heaven. <laughs> and so now I've got this kind of interesting little riff. That's a, like a baby between love song and stairway. It sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Although, although I mean, like I would need to hear it while we were like, illegally drinking on the beach with an illegal fire before I could really make any, uh, <laughs> any determinations. Definitely. Yeah. I should probably finish writing it too. It's a cool little riff though. I just have so many good memories of, of you and uh, Nick always playing guitar, Nick rhythm. There's so many good memories of being like young. Have you talked to him lately? Um, just like here and there on Facebook, man, that guy's got, a, that guy's got a, like a grip of kids. <laughs> he's a busy yeah, man he, you know yeah but he, he's playing with uh he's still with hammershot isn't he yeah 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 uh you know i'm not super big into metal but if hammershot was playing in the south bay i would just always fucking go because those are like friends of mine right yeah i saw so oh wait he's doing a uh that's right he's doing none more negative now i'm not well if, if they're still doing it it's a what typo negative female vocal I, I don't know if it's a cover band or a tribute band i think they're kind of like i think they do covers but because it's a female vocal it's like a tribute so i'm not but i saw uh ellen who i you know i went to junior high and high school um with his wife <clears throat> and um at that show and it was a good time it was a trip man i was like at the front of the stage spoilers and um i was just rocking out to the music and then the singer well i guess this i guess the original singer did this but she i was standing next to a speaker and next to the speaker was a coffin she came out of the coffin like three minutes in into like the first song and i had no idea she was there the whole time and then inside of the coffin was just a bunch of like playgirl porn because i guess he was a model or something the lead singer so um that was a cool show yeah, i don't know if i've Forget seen what? i don't know if i've seen their the none more negative live i know i've seen hammer shot like five or six times though it's a it's a, it's a cool little thing i like it i yeah. dig it yeah yeah I, I mean i probably should have i just didn't i think they had this big show that i intended on going to and then i like i don't know went to, went to like the club or something instead because i was like i don't know maybe thinking i could get laid at the club well not at the club but you know right 
Juan, what have you been up to lately as far as music goes? You've been, you been noodling around on your keyboards or anything? Uh, let me just say hammer shot first, first off. Hammer shot! Followed by, um, yeah, man, um, just basically getting, uh, getting shit, trying to get shit, shit out the dough. Um, been experimenting with, uh, using a, a, something called loopback to where I could try to get logic streamed into loopback and then from loopback to OBS and hopefully do a live cast. So I'm going to try to do it sometime this week. See how that goes, you know, just kind of, you know, do a trial run. Oh, look at the man with the magic mic. Oh, shit. What's up, man? John Renna. Oh, yeah, we don't have any, we don't have any sound from you, good sir. Testies, testies. Ah, now we do. Testies, we one, two, three. Testies. I told, you, told you the fucking I, man. Three. The man with the magic testicles, mic. Testicles, one, two, three. <laughs> no, no, two. Dos, dos testies. Testies, dos all right, we got him. I didn't know that dos sequis was slang for two testicles. Did you know that? I think it's just two X's, dude. <laughs> I drink pale ale. Oh, God. That's why rent keeps going up. People keep drinking fucking IPA around here. <laughs> that's that's uh, you know, correlation between IPA and gentrification, right? <laughs> it's true. In comes <clears throat> the keg of IPA, out go the minorities. Oh god. Oh shit. So Rena, thanks for putting together that lineup last week. We had a f- few minor technical hiccups, but I think it went real well. Yeah, I think it went really, really good. I was uh, very impressed with uh, all the performers, particularly PK and uh, Doug Hargrove. Um, man, I, I've been listening to their sets uh, on replay all week. Really, really solid shit. Yeah, just a, a little bit of feedback for you when you play. When when you play, um, your for whatever reason, each of your mics were coming up on different channels. So in the future, when you play, yeah. just point them both the fuck right at you instead of just one. <laughs> We couldn't, we couldn't figure out how to get them. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Or you could just find a way to make it so that it isn't seeing it as <laughs> left and right channels. I don't know anything about it. I just, I, drag, I, I, I just drag fake wires around like on a screen and everything fixes itself. Scarlet's fault. Oh man. Johnny, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of mic are you talking to us on? me yeah oh i i said earlier jabra it's a headset oh cool you sound fine it's a, it's a wired one i was going to use this bluetooth one but the battery sucks i i just wanted to do it as an experiment and uh i think should get a more expensive one yeah for sure for sure i i uh we have a couple people that join on headsets they usually sound pretty good the one the people when people don't sound good is when they join like on their laptop and they don't have headphones. And then they don't last on the show for very long. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, you're, you're <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting my sound back from you. As you say, I do have a pretty loud video card fan pretty close to me. So I apologize for that. I have a, 
computer here only gets the computer here only gets like noisy when I am using um, either exporting a video or if I'm in Blender. Blender just wrecks your computer no matter what what you have, dude. Fucking 3D modeling, even just doing simple shit like title screens and stuff. Oh man, fucking wrecks every component in your computer except maybe the sound card. Yeah, I need to. I might need to get a new computer. I, I was trying to open the, like a CT scan of like some parts for work and it required, you know, 16 gigs of Ram, like, you know, just to load that information. I was like, so I need a 32 gig machine for this. Are you serious? Yeah. This machine has 32 gigs. Memory's cheap. Yeah. Strange thing is like, like in the aftermarket, because that's what I do for work, right? Server memory ends up being dirt cheap because all of a sudden everybody goes through a, a, like an upgrade cycle and everybody pulls memory sticks out of the servers. There's just like fucking like mountains of server memory that nobody will buy, right? Because people aren't buying like memory to upgrade their servers or upgrade like two or three year old servers because they're getting rid of them. It's such a weird phenomena. Whereas like desktop memory from the last generation always is fucking expensive because there's none of it. They're not producing it anymore, and everybody's still using their computer. It's such a bizarre phenomena. Wasn't when it first there a comes memory out that, shortage? Huh? Wasn't there a memory shortage, like, not that long ago? Yeah. Um, well, it was every... <laughs> memory's pretty, like, pretty cyclical. Every time, basically, a new iPhone comes out, the fucking memory is, goes up because Apple just bought up all the fucking RAM chips. Wow. So... But, I have some memory issues myself. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting older and I forget things. That's why I use the, the Google thing in my What? Phone. What? What? I, I've been with my wife for 12 years. I still have a hard time remembering her fucking vo- phone number. I know it's 960 or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's the iPhone's f- fault, really, because they create all this technology. It takes away... The, the responsibility that we should have of remembering shit, like a simple phone number. And and then here we are. We're yeah. Moving. I used to know people's beeper numbers and their phone numbers. I think there was a pay phone. I remembered the number too. It's crazy. I can remember an uncle's phone number from 30 years ago, but I can't remember my dearly beloved. It's, it's, it's Bill Gates fault. I don't, <laughs> I don't know my kid's cell phone number. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good thing. I still remember this—the phone number of a payphone we used to use to contact each other or Cosmo back in the day. It was five ten six six zero seven zero one five eight. I love it. I love it. <laughs> there were two phones we used. We used one called the Stoner phone, and we had one that was called the phone in the middle of nowhere. And then we just used both of them because they took uh, incoming calls. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in a rough part of town when the cell phone takes in or when the fucking cell phone when the payphone takes incoming calls yeah exactly it, you know it you know a halfway house is not far hmm. when was the last time you saw a payphone oh i was probably out of state i was probably in like louisiana or fucking europe I'm trying I don't to think one in California. I think the only places that have payphones now are like airports and prisons. <laughs> I, feel like I saw one somewhere not that long ago. I can't remember where it was, but 
It, it was it was in California because I haven't left the state in a long time. But yeah, every once in a while they'll they'll pop up. I remember when I was a kid, I used to have to call my dad collect because I was like, you know, ten. Like, who the fuck had a quarter when you're ten? Oh, I thought he was in prison. My bad. Exactly. My dad used to always think I was calling from jail. Like every time, are you in jail? No, I'm just from at the Jack in the Box. Need to ride home. (laughs) I would scare the shit out of me though if my kid called me collect. I'm like, oh no. How does calling somebody collect even work on a cell phone? I mean, AT and (laughs) T takes the charges. I'm guessing. Oh man, so weird. Like, what would what would happen if I'm? Hey Google, where's the nearest payphone? (laughs) It's giving me the address of a like a like a like a payphone (laughs) company. It it has no idea where there's a payphone. Do you remember the 411 replacement? It was like 1-800-GOOG-411. There were, there was some weird stuff. I remember there was like a phone number where you could just a- ask random questions. It was like during like Alta Vista or Yahoo years, I feel like. <clears throat> I would have loved to work for whatever that company was because you could just lie to somebody. Nobody had the internet yet. So. Oh, no <laughs> shit, right? I think, I think it was you might like have broken the internet, David. I feel like it was people with just like Usenet and AOL Gopher data that were just like answering phone calls with you know, like they had a a copy of what was the name of that in in this encyclopedia that came with Windows for a while in Cora or something. Carta, right? I remember the first time we got a computer with Encarta. The images from it were very bad. They look like the images from like uh, Oregon Trail or something. Or like, yeah, yeah, or like Leisure Suit Larry or something. <laughs> oh, man. Don't forget. Don't forget Mist. Can't forget that game. That game was great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you might have broken the internet by asking Google where the nearest payphone is. Like, she it's thought so about funny. it for a second and was like, I don't even fucking know how to answer this question. I mean, I have dropped 373 <laughs> frames and I usually drop zero. So it's possible that the internet entirely went down when I asked my phone that question for like half a second. There's evidence. <laughs> I'll have to check the logs and then, then rewatch the, watch the, there's watch, an explanation for it. Watch the VOD. <laughs> well, John Renna, introduce yourself. John Renna here, local guy, local love, enthusiast, aficionado, also severely bored on Tuesday nights. <laughs> so here I am. I'm glad you're making this a bit of a tradition. <laughs> yeah, it's great chatting with you guys and shooting the shit and talking about music. Love Hell it. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Love it. Ugh. Speaking of music, who are you most excited to see when we get to go see? I, man, I'm the Grateful Dead never played in Louisiana after they got raided and sent to jail in there in 1970. 
<laughs> and then Bob Weir and John Mayer are supposed to play a show for Jazz Fest, which was moved to October. But because I don't know when I'm going to get the vaccine, I'm like, I don't know if I can go to this show. And I really, really want to go. I went to Jazz Fest in 2019 and it was awesome. I'd love to go back. But everything's up in the air. Like I'm I think I'm technically in tier one B. Um, but, you know, Kaiser, I'm not even on like the people they're serving right now. Yeah, Kaiser's been a little spotty. Yeah. Who you guys want to see? Oh, man. Like, locally? Oh, man, it's a tough call, but I figure the first show that the homies put together will be amazing. It'll be like Sweet High on the Rebels Camp, and I don't know, maybe FTB, depending on how that shakes out, or fucking... Me, I'm looking to playing with people again. Like you know, uh, me, Patrick, my friend, uh, Berth, who's an MC on the Rouse Circus stuff that's on your channel, and also uh, my friend Brian Stride, who you know was a seeker devotee, mm -hmm. and um, and we were playing this really cool, inter interesting music because we have like a punker, like me, whatever the hell I am, like jazz rock yeah and then brian who's like a super groovy jazzy you know it's like rock fusion but not manic just super smooth and then this mc and so we just have we have things coming from every direction and we i think we only played together me and patrick played together like three or four times and then we played all together the four of us once or twice and and then the pandemic happened I really want to try to make that happen again because oh, it was beautiful. Fuck the pandemic. Yeah, I'm like really pissed off at the pandemic, but I'm also like, I, I, I don't know. As soon as it came around and I started to see some kind of numbers of what was going on, I was like, you know what? I was like, I haven't done any really, you know, acts of citizenship in my life. And I feel like I can fucking do what I'm told and try to try to like not be a vector for this in my community. And, um, and it's like, a, it's pretty weird that like these days, like in some parts of this country, like just wearing a fucking mask at the store is a radical act of citizenship, you know? I, I think that's crazy. I mean, how my goal in life is just, Hey, I'm going to try not to be a giant piece of shit today. I think I do. Okay. For the most part, but some people don't have the same uh, motivation when they wake up. I think, you know, if you're. You know, as long as long as you feel like you're on the verge of doing something shitty, you might not do something shitty. But like, if you're if you're super confident in you not being shitty, then you might do some shitty things. Clearly, good, good point. <laughs> I, that was, I feel like I used the word shitty too many times, but I'm pretty sure I said what I wanted to on brand. You might have to, you might have to play shitty people <laughs> by the roughies. Oh, there we go. I might have got a couple things lined up though. So if there was a, I, I think you know, I have the Rouse concert and just the Rouse album. If there was a something between those two what, that that you think maybe the folks out there should hear, what should they hear? Yeah, give me something good. Wait, oh, but, but on the stuff that you have yeah. in your, I would say Transform the Dark is one of my favorites. Well, fantastic. We're going to rock this Transform the Dark. This is by Rouse. This is a 
our man, it's, our man via audio only. You got? Yeah, it, it's just a little guitar. bit about this tune. Yeah, I, I came up with the initial like idea for the words when on vacation in Hawaii. I was like upstairs, my dad was downstairs, and then I was just I just had a ukulele, so I just did the chords. And then I basically like sang in the bathroom to not like wake my dad up. And uh, that was how the song started. And then I was just listening to early versions of it the other night. And um, it it starts with, you know, it was at Telic, which is like a rave venue. And I remember this guy, he was just in trouble. He was down. He was like in the dark. You know what I mean? He was not, he, he had this weird energy about him. And then I said something like, oh man, you just, you know, like, let it go. Just let go of your pain. It's not doing you any service. Let go of, you know, all these things that you're feeling shitty about. And then he did and he had an amazing night. And then I came back to him later that night. I was like, you know what, you know, fear might be useful. You know, this other thing might be useful. He's like, no, man, you're wrong. I was like, okay, okay, cool. So then, um, but yeah, it's just transform the dark. It speaks for itself. The the opening line comes from a, uh, what was it? Uh, A true blood uh, line. Uh, Actually, I think maybe two of the lines come from true blood. Amazing writers on that show. Right on. Well, fantastic. This is Rouse. This is Transform the Dark, and we'll be back. We'll be back with another segment.
played the wrong Rouse song. That was all new. So I'm going to play Transform the Dark now. Get a double shot of, the, of Rouse. We'll be right back. Night our gods went mad. Watched might take command. Foolish hearts, broken souls. All misgivings no one shows. It's not too late, steal your fate Best of luck, choice, and mistakes Just one thought before we part Let your voice transform the dark Let your voice transform the dark an unintended twofer on uh, Rouse. First one was all new. All and, the, new. and the next one was uh, Transform the Dark. I'm glad you uh, asked for that song, Mr. Johnny, because I have he- I'd heard that like while I was listening to my own 24-hour stream and did not know exactly who it was, and now I do. I, there's a version I'm going to upload tonight with um, saxophone and uh, trombone fuck yeah <clears throat> that shit sounds good your singer is real good Chrissy yeah she's awesome she yeah we we lost her because she went to UCLA law for three years and so we didn't have a singer but she would come back and do studio work um, when she you know was off but now she's back in town, but um, we haven't really been working with her because of COVID. 
So I wanted to like ask everybody on the panel, do you think everybody being stuck at home is going to bring about like kind of a, like a golden age of home recording? I was thinking that, um, you know, because I mean, we've getting better and better at home recording and you know, I think it kind of even the playing field, like I said, you know, I wasn't playing out gigs, but then you called me to do a gig online and it was easy for me to do. Definitely. Juan, what do you think? I think that um, certainly it has transformed us into trying to be more creative at the time that we, you know, we have at home. And I think with, during the pandemic, um, you're going to see it flourish. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Rena, what do you think? Um. You know, for me, I think I had a little bit of a, a, a different experience because I had just dropped my album like a week before COVID hit. And I spent the the two years before COVID at home recording. So when I released my album, I was ready to go out there and play and, you know, was playing with the band and I was, I was ready to get the fuck out there. So. No, I didn't spend the last year recording a lot. I have done a bit of recording and, you know, I think I spent the last year working more on writing and figuring out what the next recording is going to be like for me. What do you think about, what do you think about for other folks though? I mean, I think for other folks, I think that, you know, I've seen a lot of people adapt really, really well to the new kind of climate change of music and you know we've talked about this before like how Nihal and austin have been kind of like i think kind of the poster children of what i've seen in san jose music over the last year and kind of keeping them out there keeping relevant um keeping a sense of like kind of hype and pulse on themselves and some bands and artists completely went away you know they didn't know how to kind of operate in the the kind of new world that we're in so i I think everybody's going to be a little different you know i personally i mean i'm kind of interested to see what the next kind of phase looks like because san jose music was already kind of struggling in terms of venues and getting getting you know some community around it so i think a lot of places have closed and so it's you know, I, I don't want to say it was very super competitive, but it was definitely difficult because, I mean, people were already trying to get over the pay-to-play hump, you know what I mean? And now to be set back with a smaller supply of venues, I you know, definitely makes online presentations of, of your, uh, I want to say content, but, you know, it's your pieces of art. Um, you know, uh, there's a bigger argument for that. I agree with that. Adam Rainstopper in the be- chat is is saying that he has cranked out what is he? What do he say? A metric fuck ton of recordings, but he's saying right. that, that like it sits there unnoticed, and and for him, like playing live is just like where it's at. And I know for Juan Maserati, especially with the Rebels Camp, like that live that live thing is like real important. Yeah, yeah it's like jumping out of the airplane, you know, it kind of gives you that adrenaline rush that you don't get just playing on your own, you know? Yeah, you need like your, uh, it's like your team. It's like your, 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 um, the people that you know are, are, you're confident 
enough to to hang and get that groove that that groove in you know and um and and be able to perform it live say when are people going to be ready to play you know because people are losing their chops right now they're not playing and a lot of people would only rehearse to gig you know there's you know not a lot of people were you know getting their chops ready for studio work because you get a bunch of takes right yeah you know i can like for myself like that There, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity in San Jose for like a DJ who spins disco house, right? But that, that Juan's been there too. That that fucking bike party thing where people start like fucking chanting and jumping and fucking like doing this big giant circle where everyone's holding hands and spinning around and shit. That shit makes the hair on your fucking arm stand up. And like, I don't know. I had fucking I had moonshine over America share my stream and take down my Icecast server, but it didn't feel like nothing, you know. <laughs> like wow. Yeah, but I mean, it didn't feel like nothing, right? Fucking, there could be a hundred thousand people watching me spin on fucking the conduit or whatever. Although the conduit would go down for the hundred thousand connections, I ain't lying. I helped them out with their fucking <laughs> RTMP server. That shit cannot handle. That shit probably barely handle five hundred connections. Uh, <laughs> but but it wouldn't matter, like. It's it wouldn't even be the same as 250 people in a kind of empty venue that's too big for 250 people. Like once they all finally, you know, out of those 250 people, maybe 75 of them want to dance and they all get up in front of you. That 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 feels there's more there's more of like a um there's more of like a like you just feel that more than you know even a fucking million people watching me on on you know the internet or whatever that hasn't happened. But I just know that it wouldn't feel like that. I think. Yeah, I think, you know, people are definitely choosing if they're going to push hard for numbers or dig hard for connections. Because, you know, there's there's definitely something to be said for just getting, like, five big fans. You know what I mean? Oh, no. I fucking know. There's, like, a few ride-or-die homies in the chat who are here not because, like, I mean, they like the music and shit. And they, they certainly like you guys. But they're they're here because they're here every other night. And, like that's like where it all comes from. When you get a few people who are like, Oh, by the way, I really like this thing. You should check it out. Exactly. And and that's where San Jose and local music can be. I mean, it doesn't matter what city you're from. I mean, when you go to the shows, it's a community, you see the same faces, you see brothers and sisters that, you know, you, you came along with that. You see it all the shows. I mean, that's what gets you going back. That's what keeps you, wanting to perform and to see others perform and to um, get exposed to other bands that are out there. I mean, it's, that's all part of it. Yeah. Like some of the best times I've had in San Jose, not the biggest crowds but the best times I've had was when I played with fucking little rebels camp, man. These we were doing these events, focus on the funk and we got together bands that were funky and I would always play like funky house music and fucking people would come and enjoy themselves and, people who were like dancing on the dance floor for the bands were also dancing while I was DJing. And it was this thing where we were like sort of, and we should have, I wish we would have had like a every Friday somewhere for it, but <laughs> we it would have been, ended up being like a job, but we probably could have made some money at it too. But it's like, like that, even where, you know, the, the room isn't full, but your friends are there. That's gone too. Like all, so, of, it's, all of it's gone. I will say that the, 
you know, the Bay Raves community that I was a part of just being on the forums were revitalized because of the pandemic. I, you know, there was a new Facebook group that started and then it was just like all the old school homies. And then they decided to create a, um, like a little, you know, people spinning or whatever, you know, they have shows. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'll tell you straight up. Everybody else DJs on Twitch. I am terrified of like having my channel nuked because there was a sample from Madonna and a song that I DJed. I'm fucking no terrified shit. of that. And I right. do not fucking spin here. Cause we have like a, like a admission here that has nothing to do with a sample from a Madonna song. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, Metallica never should have won that lawsuit. Well, like, did they win that lawsuit? I think Maybe it's, they didn't. I think it's more, I honestly think that like there was a site called Mixify that got bought by a site called Chew and they had, they hadn't gone to the major labels, but what they had done instead was gone to all the dance music labels and said, Hey, we want to do this. Can we get cleared for this stuff? And most of the labels said yes. Like Dan's label said yes. You know, uh, uh, Wes Smith's label, uh, said yes. Um, like porno star records had said yes. Shout out to porno star records, by the way. If, if I'm playing only original tunes by their artists, I am cleared to play their stuff on Twitch. I don't know if people know about porno star records. Uh, Gloria Estefan found that people were sampling her. So she just signed them all to her record label. Oh, pretty smart. Fucking yeah. savvy as fuck. Instead of suing them, she signed them. Right. But I mean, she was from dance music, right? The Miami sound machine was dance music. Whether or not you think it was cheesy, it was sound. It was fucking dance music. And I was so- going to say, you know, samples, because I feel like we're at a folding moment where we were like pro sample, then everything went anti sample. And now hopefully we're going to go pro sample, especially since, you know, mainstream people are like just straight up, you know, hitting samplers to, as part of their entertainment package. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that like, I don't know. I think that like right now, if I, if I don't want to be worried about getting pulled for copyright, I'm on this site called the conduit, but this site called the conduit is like a bus that the wheels are falling off of. I don't want to say nothing bad about the community there. I love all the people there. Like when I go spin there, like it's all the regulars from the conduit plus a few people from our Twitch community. And like, it's great. But like I've I've helped them a little with the back end of their stuff and dude, dude, dude. Like, yeah. What did you do here? Why did you <laughs> do this this way? I don't understand. And then again, the guy who runs it's a genius because I don't understand how the fuck his shit works. <clears throat> but he had some like encoder problems that I was able to fix because uh, like on this on this uh show before our stream hits Twitch, it hits my RTMP server and it, uh allows some things like if I have drop frames or whatever, and then it catches back up, there's enough of a lag that the server can put it all back together so that people don't notice. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's not why I did it. I did it because I didn't want to pay restream for their fucking shitty service. Right. I thought I was like, Oh, you know, maybe one day we'll stream to Facebook, YouTube and Twitch all together. I'm like, fuck that shit. I don't want anybody on Facebook thinking that's where I broadcast. Right. I was just noticing Patty Kaufman and the Ruffies doing a live set on Facebook right now. Oh, we could we 
we cut to that. I mean, I don't think he's going to come after us for copyright. No. Is this shit set to you know, public? I don't know. I just was watching it on, it popped up on my feed. So, um, let's see if he should, should have set to public. Oh, oh dude. There's like more members of the band. Yeah. We're going to cut over to our, our friend doing a live stream. If somebody can drop into his chat and let him know that we've uh, cut over to his live stream. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Patty K live. Fucking Have a good full, night. full renegade fucking producing on the fly. Patching us in. Alright guys, we're gonna keep playing. Who's local love? Local love, we're about to be on the radio. Oh, okay. We're oh, about to, local love's patching us in, baby. They're on they're on right now. So how exciting. Hello! If we're there, if we're, if we're there, local love people, we love local you. We please love us locally. Hey baby! Oh baby. Are we doing never whatever? Yes, never better. Alright. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh.
me two. Let me two. War is a racket. Ah, I do. It's important. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hello, mother. Hello, Hello. Andrew's mom. Maria. Hi, Andrew's mom. Hello, hello everyone. Oh, band practices, funsies. Oh, babe. Oh, babe. What else we got? Oh, we have so much. <laughs> um, we are here to roll and to rock and to breathe. Ah, uh, hope you're doing good again. We love you very much. Whoa, babe. Um, except for, well, never mind. We love almost all of you. Ah, ah, 
What's a slow one? Just kidding. We don't have any. Um, we got one. Right. Uh, hey. Let's do these works. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, football. Oh, to PK. and the fats and the skinnies and everyone in between the fats. Did I just say that? I did. Going on, your, your favorite. Uh, we just did play your favorite. 
Hello, hi Sarah. What's your favorite? Um, she likes eating disorders and uh, oh, fucking football scholarship. <laughs> she is a champion. Last song, okay. She gets it. Um, fucking. Oh man, oh we got him. We gotta play. Gotta play something. Gotta play listen. You don't want to do something like this. Uh, cock rocket or fuck with impunity. Oh yeah. So fucking good. Fuck
You said by the roughies doesn't fucking tickle your fancy, then I don't know what the fuck will. It was 30s uh, gr- guitar grunge or grunge, garage grunge, whatever. Uh, they're playing my birthday party this year. I don't give a fuck. They're amazing. They're like this, I don't know, like they're, they're kind of like screeching weasel meets slapstick. I don't know. They're like a, a lot of favorite things I love about like '90s punk rock. It's like a. <clears throat> it's almost like if if you took rancid but replaced some of it with meatloaf and then sped up the tempo. Okay, I can I can feel that. Like to speak a language that normal people understand. To us, it's just the roughies. <laughs> they need sound insulation. I think they're like record. <laughs> That's like a, that's like one of these practice places around here, right? That they're at. I don't know. He's used to practicing in his bathtub, so that's you know uh, a nice change of scenery for him. Like they just like set up a phone somewhere and jammed and put it on Facebook Live. It's not like um, <clears throat> if we had one of them little practice places though, and fucking people were playing live in it, holy shit, it would sound like a concert on Twitch. <laughs> Seriously. Well, not quite like a concert. A concert would sound worse. I'm like, I'm like insane. Yeah, I'm gonna be right back. I'll be right back. I'm back. I'm just gonna get some water and also hit the restroom. Oh yeah, just turn off your camera and you'll like be removed from the overlay. Don't leave the thing. Okay. Just hit the camera button. Okay. Boom. Now it's just me and Renna. What up, baby? Not much, man. It's as good a time to close the podcast part of this show out as any. I think. Do it. All right, I would tell you to read us out, but you know you don't know the thing, so I'm gonna. I read don't us know out. the shit. So yeah, hey, everybody out it. there in podcast land, and if we put this up on YouTube, which we generally don't, um, thanks for listening. 
If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, welcome. I'm sorry, and I'm not paying for your therapy bill. Um, but make sure you subscribe to it on your podcatcher of choice. If you found it on our website and you have like Apple Podcasts or whatever on your phone, make sure you subscribe to Local Love. In fact, just go search for Echoplex Media on your podcatcher and subscribe to everything. There's a podcast around here that's been out of podcasts since 2016 called Face for Radio, which is a great name for a podcast, by the way. We may bring it back, talk a little pop culture or something, but just subscribe to all of them because it makes me feel good. And then uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Follow us over there. If you've never used Twitch, uh, another thing you can do is check out other people who are on Twitch. A lot of great stuff around here. Music, there's DJs here, politics, gaming, of course. Twitch is a fun place. It's owned by Amazon. You got to pick your battles. And uh, when we're not live, check out our 24-hour music stream at eplex.xyz. If you liked any of the music you heard on this show, you can just type it into a little box at eplex.xyz, and within five or ten minutes or something, that song will be playing for you to listen to. We're going to close this out with a John Renna song we got not too long ago called One More Day. John, do you have anything you want to say about this song before we play it? Yes, I would, Dave. Thank you, Producer Dave, for putting on such an amazing show again. It was a wonderful Tuesday night spending my my evening with you and and Sir Juan Maserati, and your guest was awesome as well. Uh, that, that Johnny Five were friends from like, jeez, weren't couldn't buy booze yet. I think I dig the tunes. Uh, they were they were I liked them. They were raw. I like raw music like that. So that was good. Um, Fantastic little impromptu patch in there from the Ruffies. All around great, great show there, producer Dave. And uh, looking forward to collabing on the next one. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe we'll try to get a, a, an official live act. I liked when they were, when Patty K was like, oh, we're on local love. And people are like, huh? And he's like, we're playing more songs. <laughs> You're like messaging real quick. I was like, okay, I'm right there. <laughs> Patty K never plays everywhere as an island, but that's just the way it goes. This is oh yeah. What what's up with this one more day song? Okay, so this song is the second song on the album Now or Never I dropped uh, this last year, and you can like almost a year ago today, right? Just over a year ago, yeah. It was it was just uh, late February I dropped it a year ago. So yeah, it's out everywhere, and um, these are some some old songs that I was able to kind of get a little bit more uh, fully produced and uh this one is a is a old favorite of mine I, I wrote it about my my brothers and just some personal shit that happened to us when we were kids so um yeah it's pretty pretty emotional powerful song for me and um it's one of my favorites because of of that personal touch but then just how i was able to kind of all get brought to life with all the elements so and this is recorded at home in the very room you're sitting in talking to us from, yeah? Yeah, a lot of it was, yeah. Fucking hey. Fucking produced produced um co-produced by Audith and Doug Hargrove and um they helped me mix and master the album as well and and uh but this this track pretty much I, I did mostly all on my own, minus some of the mixing. All right. Fucking what is that what would they say in Australia? See you next Tuesday. <laughs>